0: Hey, I just wanted to remind you that our next challenge is beginning very, very soon. And in that challenge, if you're looking to monetize your podcast and you want to know exactly where to get started and how to build an offer that is going to be exactly what your audience needs, then you need to join the Podcast Profit Challenge. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge, and it's absolutely free. If you've been listening to this podcast any length of time, you know I'm talking all the time about frameworks. And if you're confused as to what your framework could be, I'm going to help clear that up for you today. Stay tuned. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there, welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy, and I'm glad you joined me today. In case you haven't met me yet, I'm the CEO of Team Podcast. We're a full-service podcast production company. But what we're really, like, 1,000% focused on is trying to get as many podcasts monetized as possible. I've got a goal personally to get 100 podcasts monetized in 2022. So I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but it's going to be exciting and lives are going to change because of the monetization with podcasts. So let me just give you a little bit of background. So I, I feel like there's two main ways actually, there's three main ways. Let me just go ahead and say it out loud. There's three main ways that you can monetize your podcast. The first one is through sponsorships. And I've helped a ton of podcasters monetize through sponsorships. And we do all that, uh, you know, inserting ads and do all the dynamic ad insertion. And I've, you know, worked in I manage ads for several podcasts. And uh, I know a lot about that. But Here's the thing. That's the hardest way for most people to monetize because you are like, have to be like 1% of the highest performing podcast in order to most of the time qualify for sponsorship. So that's not even on the table for most people, which is why I don't talk about it here that frequently. Now want to tell you the other two pathways are the reporter pathway. And this is when you're not an expert in a niche. You report on that niche and that becomes your podcast. So um, I have a client that has done that with the crypto space. He didn't know what he was doing. He wanted to learn about it and he created a podcast so that he could document what he was learning and helped along the way a bunch of other people learn about the crypto space. So. There are ways to be the reporter and still monetize a podcast. The most common way that people need to monetize a podcast is to become an expert, an expert in one particular thing. Now, here's the thing. Expert is subjective. And most of the time, in most situations, it really doesn't require advanced degrees. It doesn't require credentials. It doesn't require the society of expert whatever conveying expertness on you, right? It just means you know more than the average person in a niche. There are many people, I'll give you an example. When I first met my wife, I met her because she was playing piano in a church and she was playing and was a great is a great pianist and when I heard and and was introduced to her and saw that she was teaching school I thought to myself oh she must be a music teacher but no she doesn't have an expertise in like credentialed music teaching she has teaching in a completely different subject area because that's what she decided to study she just happens to be really good at the piano thing and an expert at it because she's better than 95 percent of the rest of us right? So there are things that you can be an expert in that do not require degrees, do not require credentials, and are completely helpful to other people who want to learn more about a niche. And when I talk about how to monetize a niche through your own expertise... I generally start with creating an offer for your podcast around that expertise and creating an offer is something that you have to do by understanding what your framework is and what your framework is for getting someone a result for something. Now, I've had clients before where. They say to me, I am an anger management specialist. And I'll say, okay, great. How do you coach people to get past their anger management issues? And they're like, oh, well, I teach whatever program. You know, I'm, I'm certified in this program or that program, so I teach that program. All right, so in that situation, you're essentially teaching someone else's framework, someone else's program. And what really becomes valuable to your niche Is when you can take something that is out there, could be in a different niche, could be used in a different scenario, and customize it for your niche. Customize it to get results in your niche so that people are going to be able to accomplish their dream outcome. So I've also had many people who I ask them, uh, they have an expertise or a niche that they're wanting to create an offer around put the content out there around and i'll say to them what do you do like how do you help people and they'll say well i coach people to do x y or z and in most people's minds, like just be aware that most of us do not get up every morning and say gosh my life would be ten thousand percent better if i could just get some good coaching okay Most of the time, that coaching word is a word that we apply to a very nonspecific situation where we don't have defined outcomes and we don't know what you're doing for someone. So, what i want you to begin thinking about is drilling down beyond this thing that you throw out that you do i teach anchor management i coach people to get corporate management jobs whatever it is you do right i want you to begin thinking about how you position that differently and i want you to begin building out what your framework is now it took me a long time in my business journey To come up with a framework that, number one, I knew would work. And number two, that I could then customize for my specific audience and my specific clients. Okay, so when I say what is your framework, many of you do not have documented what your framework is. I'm working with um, one of my private coaching clients right now, and we are are reverse engineering her podcast. So we're starting with an offer, with a high ticket offer. We're going to use that high ticket offer then to backwards engineer and create a podcast around that content so that the podcast is always driving traffic to that offer. But here's the thing. When I ask, "What? okay, let's talk about your offer. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What are you going to do for that? I'll say, well, I'll show people how to do this. Okay, great. What is your framework for that? Well, I'll just, I guess I'll just do it for them and then, or maybe, maybe I'll show them how to do it. Okay. That's not a framework. Okay. Many times we get confused about when we say, I want to show people how to do this, or I want to help people do this or that. We haven't fully quantified, number one, our method for getting people the transformation they want in their lives. And number two, we don't really have a vehicle to deliver said teaching or knowledge or whatever. And I find this many times when I'm working with clients and we're in our I'm in my coaching programs and that sort of thing um, I run into it a lot where we talk about like what do you want to do and they'll say well I think I could I think I should target this person this type of person and I think that I should really try to help them do blah 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 and I'll say okay great so how would you help them do blah, blah, blah? Well, if I was helping them do blah, 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 I would I would show them, like I would show them the ways to, to do it. Okay, you would show them the ways to do it. So how... Are you showing them like what are you giving them examples? Are you giving them a video that shows them how to do it and then they need to go do it on their own? Are you having to sort through any mental junk on your way for them to get the results? Like what are you like? What is your actual process? And when you begin thinking about everything you're doing and everything you're teaching as a process, it will become extremely clear what parts of your process method and your system can become valuable to people. I'll give you an example. I see clients all the time that are doing podcasts that are interview podcasts and they say, oh, Christy, I've got a bunch of interviews, I've got scheduled and blah, blah, blah. And they'll come to me later on and they'll say, oh, christy i don't have a podcast episode this week because i don't have an interview and in my mind i'm like well what went wrong because last time i talked to them they said i have a lot of interviews scheduled and now they tell me they don't have any and what they have been doing is they have been willy-nilly as they find people to enter that they think will be interesting to interview on a podcast they'll reach out and send an email for it and if they don't hear anything back from the email they you know they just go i guess that's a no or whatever So people can willy nilly go at this thing about getting guests on their podcast or I can build a framework for success around it. And you might say, well, Christy, same way I would say, like, what does that involve? So the framework that I would teach you is I would teach you, depending on the frequency of your podcast, is I would teach you that, number one. You need to inquire or solicit guest appearances from five times as many guests as you think you need in a month. So if you need four guests on your podcast in a month, you need to be sending out at least 20 invitations to fill those four slots for interviews. Right? So I'm going to I know it knowing these metrics that I'm working with is going to to help me, right? Because if I am needing four interviews and I only send out four invitations for these four interviews, that means 100% of them have got to come through where I'm left in the lurch. And there is no scenario, even whenever you're doing something with your family or people that mean something to you in a very very strong way, there's no scenario where there's not going to be something that comes up at the last minute where you're not going to have to ultimately cancel a plan or reschedule or something like that. So you're foolproofing what you're trying to do here. The second thing I would do, so I would know my numbers and how many, how much outreach I would need. And so at the same time, I would begin to create a method and I would set up a Google alert for the keywords for people in my niche that I would be interested in interviewing. If I'm interested in inter- uh, interviewing people that are pediatric brain surgeons, then I'm going to set up keywords around pediatric brain surgery, pediatric neurologist, pediatric surgeons, all of these different keywords, I'm going to set up Google alerts and Google alerts is going to automatically send me a summary at the end of every day that tells me all the things that hit the Google with those keywords in it. And then from there, I'm going to go through and I'm going to figure out which ones I think are the most interesting. And then I'm going to find their contact information I have ways to do that. You can do it through trying to find their websites, trying to find their social media, trying to find all the places that they are. Sometimes they're an author on Amazon. Sometimes there are other ways you can get in touch with them. There are even plugins for Chrome that will help you if you uh, need an email from a certain organization or whatever. It can help you uh, figure out the Let's just call it the naming convention for an email. OK, um, so it can help you decide uh, determine what emails uh, you would need to reach out to somebody that you don't have their email contact already. So I would set a goal then and I would say I am going to take those you know, seven days worth of Google alerts. I'm going to go through them and on those I'm going to figure out that each week I need to reach out to at least five people. In order to hit my 20 per the month. And it would be bonus points if I did seven. So I would do that and I would send out an email, make sure I'm sending out. Seven emails every single week, and so that I'm always keeping my pipeline full. And then on the follow up, I would create a very simple system where they can, in my first initial email, I tell them what I'm doing, I give them a little pitch for my podcast, I send them a link to go ahead and schedule, I get them on the calendar as quickly as possible. And then once they're on my calendar, I set up a follow up sequence so that every time I'm getting ready to have an interview I it it notifies them uh, ahead of time like 24 hours ahead of time one hour before the time and I make it as easy as possible for them with the expectations I have and that sort of thing so that I can have them show up on time every time ready to record in a quiet place with some sort of microphone or headphones or whatever so they're not just using their computer mic right and I'm going to increase my show up rate by setting up that Follow through sequence, right? The reminder sequence, right? Then, beyond that, whenever I'm sending out these seven emails a day or a week, then I would want to also set up a time frame where I'm going to go back and I'm going to track what my response was. If I haven't heard from somebody within two weeks, maybe I resend another email. Maybe I resend a different, you know, something that's going to be more attention getting, right? Maybe I go in and I find out if they have a podcast and I go leave a podcast review. And then I take a screenshot of it and then I hit them up on social media and say, hey, just want to let you know, I checked out your podcast and I loved it. So I left you this review. Keep up the good work. And then a week later, I might follow back up and say, oh, by the way, I was wondering if you'd like to be on my podcast. Right. So I'm going to have several different layers of podcast follow up with these initial leads. So there is a system and a framework for doing this. And what I see very often with my clients is they say very generic things that they are going to do or they're going to teach somebody, and they do not have a proven system for making it happen. Now, if you just followed the framework that I just laid out for getting guests and for following up and for even following up with the ones that don't respond to your initial inquiries, do you feel like you would have more or less success than just willy-nilly contact, send out a few emails when you get desperate and you only have one interview left in the interview bank? I mean, these are things like we can teach people how we can give them our framework. We can even, you know, use ourselves and our own stuff as a guinea pig and test out the frameworks that we want to say. These are my frameworks for success in always keeping your podcast interview pipeline full. That's not a big thing, but absolutely, without a doubt, there are thousands of podcasters that are paying thousands of dollars a month for podcast PR firms to go and do that for them. I mean, it's just a matter of they don't have the time to do it. They don't have the contacts to do it. They want to get on some bigger shows. They want to do whatever. And they're paying big money to get people to get on their show. Okay. So this is one of those things where what I want you to, uh, to help identify is what your frameworks are. So I had a client the other day that told me um, she wanted to one of the things she was going to offer as part of her offer is that she was going to show them how to set up their social media accounts and channels so that it could be a lead generation system for their business. And I thought, well, that sounds fantastic. What methods do you have to do that? And she said, well, I mean, we do it for we do it for us. So I do it for my own business. So I was just thinking about using the same resources or the same like people that do it for me. Like they could just do it then for my clients. And I'm like, well, that's that's great. That's fantastic. But like, what is your framework for taking somebody like what is the method? What is your process for taking someone? That is beginning a business social media account on any platform and then essentially turning that into a lead generation uh, mechanism. Like you have to have a process, to do it because it's not going to happen just by showing up on that platform. Right. And whenever I questioned her about that, her response was, oh, I guess I need to go back and write all this stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. I mean, it's as much as it sounds like a boring, boring way to do things, you need to have your process written down not just written down but like you need to know the frameworks you're leading someone through you need to know what your proprietary special sauce framework is when i talk to a lot of people about podcast monetization they tell me very generic things they speak in i call it generic platitudes and they say well there's really only three or four ways to monetize a podcast you either get sponsors you either sell your own stuff or you sell somebody else's stuff or you ask for donations that's like the four ways monetization podcast done like what more do you need to know and the reality is there's a whole lot more that you need to know right because each one of those in and of itself is a whole entire deep dive course study coaching group or whatever on how to use that specific method and what it tells me is that someone has a very limited actual functioning knowledge of that topic whenever they speak in very generic platitudes like that right so when you're saying things about you know whatever it is you're doing for people you're helping moms lose weight you're helping women who deal with anxiety and depression do whatever like you're helping you're you're doing you're transforming people's lives by whatever OK, when you begin thinking about doing that, what, what I want you to think first is what is your system for doing that? And you think, well, I would sit down I would talk to them and I would ask them this and that and the other. OK, so the first part of your framework is to do an evaluation. Great. Then what happens after the evaluation? Well, depending on what they say, um, it might be that we would try this. It might be that we would do that. It might be that we would do the other thing. And if they really wanted to, they could do blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing if they're paying you and you're wanting them to see you as the expert, you need to have a very cut and dried, proven framework for success. Like you can use the frameworks that you've already been using. If I've already taken my social media and turned them into a lead generation machine, that I can implement, that I can go back, even if I just reverse engineer it and go, okay, what what did I do? What was the first step I did with my social media? Oh, I did this. Okay, that's step one of the framework. What did I do after I did that? Okay, then I did this. Okay, what did I do? Then who did I look at? And then how did I strategize on the content creation? And who did I choose to follow? And um, how much interaction did I use? And then was there a hashtag strategy? And was there this, that? And the like, you can reverse engineer something that you did for success, Right. And if you think about it, this happens a lot, like this happens a lot, even on YouTube, like people like, how do I, you know, do this, that or the other, and someone else is like, oh, I just found this out the other day, and I just made a video on it to show you how I did it, right? So they're going back after the fact and showing you what they just did. That's perfectly fine. But you need to understand that your framework and what you're going to be teaching people to do depends on... What you know works and how much success you can get from it. So, if I say that my podcast helps employees become corporate managers, right, then what I would need to do is first understand. What are all the barriers to that? Right. What are or is it they they haven't they don't have the job experience. Maybe their resume sucks. Maybe they don't. They haven't done a good enough job of networking within their organizations. Maybe they haven't um, taken on additional roles in sort of overlapping in those those areas that they want to advance in. Like there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But if I create a framework that will take somebody from where they are and get them into a corporate management role, I need to have frameworks that are going to show you here's step one. Now, you go and execute step one, I've taught you the framework, I showed you how to execute it. And now you need to go and do it, then you come back to me, okay, did step one, what is step number two, step number two is then we do this, Now we're going to tackle this problem that's a barrier to you getting what you want, and here's how you do it. Now, I want you to take this opportunity next week to go ahead and implement framework number two. Go ahead and do your homework and come back to me. Then they'll come back to you later. Step number three, I'm ready for that. And you want to break your things down in bite-sized pieces so that you can essentially guide them step by step spoon feeding them along the way because you don't want to be the person that says huh just go network more to get a better job just go network more well how where am I going to go to find networking opportunities who do I need to connect with what should I be looking for how should I present myself is it okay if I take business cards and just start shoving them in people's hands Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's some nuance to the things that you've done. There's some techniques that you've perfected over the course of learning and doing this and practicing it. Document those. I'll never forget when I first realized the frameworks that I was going to use for my high ticket offer. I took multiple proven frameworks and merged them together specifically for the podcast space In order to make it work and in order to make it uh, a, a formula for success. But here's the thing. Each one of those frameworks all had its own learning curve. Each one of those frameworks all had its own nuance. And I had to spend years learning that. So if you actually want to create something for your audience that they will buy from you, I prefer to do high ticket stuff versus low ticket stuff because it takes a whole lot fewer customers for you to work with. takes a whole lot less of your mental space for you to serve someone at a higher level versus a lower level. Additionally, you know what? It takes me about the same time amount of time to create the low ticket offer versus a high ticket offer. So why would I not want to go with a high ticket offer? That's my recommendation. That's part of part of my frameworks that that I work with podcasters on. But if you're going to tell people to do something and if you're going to create frameworks like you need to know what those frameworks are. And I'll never forget when I finally realized what frameworks I was going to use It was so relieving to be able to just articulate that. And now when somebody says, Christy, what do you do? And I say, I help podcasters monetize their podcast. And they say, well, how do you do that? What do you do to get them sponsors or whatever? No, I don't even worry about sponsorship. That's the hardest way to monetize. Well, how do I know that? Because I've been in the space a while. I've tried to monetize a lot of people's podcasts through sponsorship, and they didn't have enough podcast listeners. But there are some that we have been able to monetize through sponsorships. And I know a lot of those new Nuances and I manage ad campaigns for other podcasters that are getting sponsorships, but I don't think that's available to everyone. So I'm eliminating that as part of my framework. Now, here's the other thing. If they say to me, well, Chrissy, so what do you teach them to sell their own stuff? Yeah, I teach them to sell their own stuff. But here's the whole thing. Most of them don't come into podcasting having their own stuff to sell. I mean, you came into this podcast thing as a way of uh, telling stories, as a way of providing value, as a way of learning about a subject, a way of sharing information about a subject. You might not already have a product. You might not already have a thing that you know you want to sell or a thing that you want a result that you want to help your audience get. But once I begin talking to you and figuring out what is monetizable and what is not, like I can begin putting you into my framework, like I can begin seeing that either yes, you qualify for this or no, you don't. And so when you have those framework and you you can articulate it, and I can tell you the exact process I go through in order to get podcasts monetized it begins to make sense to you. And when I tell people what I do, many times like, oh, that is so cool. I've never thought about doing it like that before. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm doing it because it's an easy way to monetize a podcast in a very sustainable and recurring way. So it's not just a one hit wonder. It's a way that's going to forevermore bring you a lifetime of value and revenue for your podcast. And so, coming up with your own systems and frameworks where you have validated your success pathway for a specific thing. To be honest, by big frameworks, each of them have, you know, 30 smaller frameworks inside of it. And all I'm doing is taking complex, generic topics, like monetize your podcast and breaking it down to very specific steps that you take along the way. That's how you build out your framework. So when you say, what do I offer somebody, when you you think about what would I sell to my podcast audience, you need to start by coming up with a success framework, right? And how you create that framework is by absolutely going through step by step. If someone paid me $10,000 today to do this, what's the first thing I would tell them to do? And it's not, well, maybe I could do this or maybe they could do that. It's this is what we would do because it's going to give you the highest chance of success. And then after we do that, here's the next thing we're going to do. And why did we do the first thing before we did the second thing? Well, there's a reason for that because we know every time we tried to do the reverse, we didn't get as good a results. You are experts on things that you don't even realize you're an expert on. You can take your niche and, and any many niches and monetize them in a way that you wouldn't have ever thought about if you don't begin thinking about frameworks. I guarantee you, you have frameworks that you're using around your house. You're using them to get your kids into bed every night. You're using them to get your kids to eat vegetables. You're using them to get your husband to do the honey-do list that you have for him on the weekends. Right? You you have a framework that you do, and you start by buttering them up. And then you make a suggestion. And then you ask pretty please. And then you say, let's do this together. And then, you you know, you have these frameworks that you go through. And that's all I'm asking you to do is whatever it is you want to do for somebody. Don't come and say, I could do this, I could do that, I could the other, I could this, I could that. I I could, like, I could. There is no shortage of things that we all could do to create money in this world. There's not. Money is energy and it is everywhere in this world, right? So having the idea. And having, you know, the, the thing bouncing around in your head or like, oh, we could do this or we could try that or we could do whatever. Yeah, you could. But the reality is it's not the idea or the coming up with something that's the problem. It's the execution that becomes the problem. And the reason some people are able to execute is because they identify frameworks that they're going to be teaching people to get the success that they want to get, and then they begin leading people along the path. And the more people that they get results for, you know what happens? The less they have to go beating the bushes for clients because clients find them. They say, hey, Christy, I heard you monetize so-and-so's podcast. Can you help me do mine? Right? That's the way you want it. That's the key. Like monetizing your podcast, honestly, comes down to establishing your framework for success for whatever the result is you're going to get for somebody. And then being able to craft an irresistible offer around that thing that you want to get, the transformation you're trying to get for somebody. And then creating a program that will essentially fail-proof or failure-proof your program so that it's going to give them enough support, it's going to give them enough guidance, it's going to give them enough resources that you're not going to let them fail. And when you do that, you can make a high-ticket offer and you can begin to lead your podcast listeners to the transformation you want that they want to get and that you want them to get. So ultimately, it all boils down to frameworks. But I know I say that very, you know, flippantly, like, oh, framework, framework, framework. I was on a call today and somebody said, oh, I've got my SOPs and I, I'll just, I'm i going to just go deep on developing my SOPs and then I'll have this SOP and like they made this SOP thing sound like it was, you know, the uh, cat's meow and they made it sound like, oh, it's so good. But here's the thing. He was talking about frameworks. It was the same thing. It was talking he was calling them SOPs. I was calling them frameworks. But there's a difference in how you would sell that, right? Because no one's going to be like, oh, man, this guy had a killer SOP for whatever. But no, I, when it's different when you say I learned the framework and this framework will never fail me. Right, because this framework can be used again and again and again, and I'm going to get a certain result if I do the steps of the framework. So there's a way to position it, but your framework is what you're looking for. Framework is what you're wanting to identify. Framework is what you want to be able to articulate, because the more you know about your framework and how it will bring your clients to success, then the better you're able to sell it and the better you're able to get people bought into your mission. So that's how to create a framework. I hope it's been helpful for you today. I want you to begin creating your framework. And you can you can create one big framework and then within each of those maybe you have four pillars or four modules or whatever, the four steps of your framework. Within each of those, you're probably gonna have multiple frameworks. But begin thinking about this. This is not something that just happens because nobody plans for it because nobody strategizes for it, because nobody uh, documents anything, right? You've gotta do the work. So hope that helps you with your frameworks. If you need more help with this, I do run a free challenge. Every single month, I'm doing a free challenge. It's a five-day challenge and I take people through this exact process and try to help them get clarity as far as what to offer and what will solve the pain points that their ideal clients are feeling in their lives right now. If you want to do that and you want to find out what that's all about, go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. We're over for the month of January, but we have uh, challenge seats available left uh, in February so far. So join us and we will be glad to work with you through the process in that challenge. It's the perfect framework for us to, to workshop this out and so we can help you get some clarity on that. So I hope you have an awesome day. Don't forget, you want to join the challenge, teampodcast.com forward slash challenge. I'll see you guys there. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside. before you go, I just wanted to remind you about the challenge. It's starting very soon. Please make sure you don't miss a challenge because this is the time when you can really learn how to craft a high value offer for your audience that they will honestly feel stupid saying no to. So join me for the podcast profit challenge. It's coming up very, very soon. You can find out all the details for it. It's free to join. You have no excuse to not to join and even if you say well christy i can't make it on the certain time of day whenever the um, challenge is we have recordings of them and you can listen to every single one of them even if it's not where you can join us live so teampodcast.com forward slash challenge go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge and i can't wait to see you there